Just a few thoughts tonight. This begins Holy Week. If there's ever a week that's important in the life of the church, this is the week that you would pick to, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, walk with the Lord. Cry out for the Holy Spirit. Pay attention and give adoration and devotion to what Jesus is accomplishing in his person. You heard it earlier that when he died, the veil in the temple that separated the presence of God from the presence even of holy people, the priests, that veil was torn in two. When he died, that was the beginning of the end. Death still needed to be trampled down by death. But he goes before us to make a way for us, just like he walked into the wilderness before us to make a way for us and to go with us. We're now at the end of Lent, you would say, and you're probably realizing how much you really despise Lent. And that's good. That means you've, you've participated well in Lent. I'm kind of sick of the things, not doing the things that I chose not to do. I want more things to medicate me for my own hurt and pain and sin. But just one more week. The Lord says to us, just like he told his disciples when they went to go get that donkey, the Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of you this week. Not because he wants you to go do something earth-shattering. He wants to come into your life in a powerful way. I know most of you, and I know he's already in your life, but he wants to come in afresh and anew in the same way that he rode into the holy city. Shouts of praise. Hosanna! You're bringing the kingdom. It's finally here. No more dirty Romans. We get to be Israel. But just a few short days later, we see the true nature of humans. It's a word that I like to call, or I like to say, it's duplicitous. We're two-faced. I catch myself in it multiple times every day. I was praying the Lord's Prayer earlier today here. And I skipped over as we forgive those who trespass against us. And I realized, hmm, I really do want God's forgiveness. Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. But I don't always want to forgive others. Crucify him! Crucify him! I want God's blessings. I want his richest blessings. I want to live in what Paul speaks of, the glorious inheritance of the riches of the saints when he's praying for the church at Ephesus. Hosanna! We win! I'm on your team! But when God pours out those other blessings on people, sometimes I bristle. And I get envious, like the older brother and the prodigal son. Where's my party? Where's my fattened calf and gold ring and robe? Crucify him! Crucify him! 
But the Father does not withhold his love from us because of our duplicity. The Father says to the older brother, Son, you have been with me this whole time. Everything that I have is yours. And he says to us, who shout, crucify him, crucify him. I still will send my son. He will come first, not in glory, but in humility. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, says Zechariah, as he breaks out into song. Father of John the Baptist, speaking of the coming of Jesus. This is a week that the Lord has need of. You are a heart and a person, a human, that the Lord has need of. Five months ago, to the day, I'm excited to say, I was standing on the Mount of Olives, near where those villages of Bethany and Bethphage were, looking out over the valley, looking at the Temple Mount, looking at really the glory of the holy city. I can't imagine what must have been going through Jesus' mind as he looked before him with his friends, these normal, run-of-the-mill, everyday Galileans like you and me. And as he gives them instructions, and as he prepares to go into the city, he could have been like Pilate, who did something unjust to pacify the crowds. Pilate gave Barabbas instead of an innocent man. Jesus could have done something for the love of money. Man, those 30 pieces of silver that Judas gave him up for. And what did Jesus say of Judas? It would be better if he never would have been born. But Jesus did not turn to the left or to the right, but resolutely, knowing of our duplicity, knowing of our unfaithfulness, knowing how fickle the people would be who were proclaiming him king one day and demanding his death the next. And that's the stage that is set for us this holy week. If you fasted or prayed, or given, or done any sort of spiritual discipline to turn down the volume and to create some space for the Lord. If you've done that this season of Lent, you're, you will be rewarded because your Father sees in secret. But if there's any time to do it, start now. You will be tempted to medicate yourself in any number of ways. Resist the temptation. Jesus invites us. Can you not just stay awake with me one hour? This is the week to be present to God because He has need of you. He wants to do something in your heart, in your life. For a lot of you, this is only the beginning of a completely new work that God is doing 
that he will build upon brick by brick by brick. Step into this week full of faith, listening for the Holy Spirit to whisper the voice of God. Get in the scriptures. Read the narratives. Come to morning prayer Wednesday morning at 8.15. We'll breathe together. We'll pray together. We'll wait for the Lord together. Thursday night, Maundy Thursday, we'll remember how the Lord Jesus instituted His Supper, Holy Communion. There'll be washing of feet and the stripping of the altar, really symbolically showing us that for those three days, there was nothing. There was darkness and there was silence and there was hope. And then at noon on Good Friday, we will walk the 14 stations of the cross, walking with Jesus, realizing that we are complicit in his death. And yet, we're the benefactors from his glorious resurrection, for he is the first fruits from the dead. In order to start Holy Week aright, I invite you to kneel. Out of the depths have I called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears consider well the voice of my supplication. If you, Lord, were to note what was done amiss, O, o Lord, who could stand? For there is forgiveness with you. Therefore, you shall be feared. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O Lord, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful God grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance and amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen.